Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Christy, we're a month into the launch of Journey of the Soul. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling grateful for our friends here who are journeying with us and excited to talk about our stage today, responsibility in ministry. And I'm thinking of our friend in Kentucky. He's a ministry partner of ours. And he has. it's been so fun to journey with him through Journey of the Soul. So I remember him reading the book and kind of feeling like, wow, this is really deep. Like, this is not a nightstand read. Like, you know, he was a little overwhelmed by it at first. And then as we've been staying in communication with him, he and we were looking for some people to kind of help us with the leader's guide and, and leading a group and kind of being a guinea pig for us. He volunteered and we were like, wow, that's this is great. And he attends a mega church. And so he has a church with a small group with a lot of people that are in the C, H, and R stage. And he's in the R stage. And he's got a lot of enthusiasm for serving the Lord with his gifts. And we're thankful because Soul Shepherding's benefiting from that because we're one of the things that he's serving, one of the ministries he's serving. And it has just been so fun to see his enthusiasm as he's been learning these stages and as the people in his group have been diving in and all that they're learning and they're they're like having touches into the I stage for the first time in their life. And it's this whole new, deeper experience of putting their roots a little deeper in the soil of God's love. Yeah, learning the language of feelings and devotion to God and intimacy with God, even in the earlier stages. Yeah, that's so encouraging. We heard from a local pastor who read the book and was just like, wow, this is putting language to things that I have known for so long but didn't quite know how to express and giving me a model, a discipleship pathway for my people in the church. And he said, you know, I'm realizing that I've been trying to help everybody into these later stages because that's what's interesting to me and that's where I am at this stage of my career. But I'm actually missing 80% of my church who are in these earlier stages, and I need to help them celebrate those stages and find the ways to grow in those stages. And, and my, my staff and my people have been asking for this, and I just kind of thought it was boring, so I wasn't paying enough attention to that. And now I see the whole landscape and how it all fits together. So great, so important. And I, I love talking about the R stage, Bill, because I'm in a place where I have a, a renewed appreciation for the R stage. You know, when every stage is great until it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's good and bad and strengths and weaknesses potentially in well, every stage. Yeah, yeah. And, and every stage as you start into it, like it's so exciting because it's new territory. You've never seen it before. It's new. God's doing a new thing, right? And then after you've been in it for a while, you start to run in to the, the roadblocks and the temptations and you start to take the graces for granted and it becomes not so great anymore. And it's because the Lord is, is calling us into something new again. And we wouldn't leave the stage we're in if he wasn't kind of calling us in. God's working all things for good, even those roadblocks and those temptations. So, but the R stage, you know, I remember being in the R stage and being so excited about it and loving it and then getting to a point where I was just burned out and it wasn't, it wasn't a happy place to be anymore. And that's what I mean when I say until it's not. And then it took me a while after I was out of the R stage 
well out of it a couple stages ahead to then finally look back and then celebrate other people being there again and kind of remembering it and all the grace in it and all the good in it and all the excitement of it again. And Journey of the Soul has helped us to do that. Even mm-hmm. this weekend, we uh, had to get away and went to Santa Barbara to visit our kids there and uh, walk the beach and just enjoy that, that beautiful town. And listening to the Our Stage playlist mm-hmm. on uh, Journey of the Soul on Spotify. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, uh, get, get on Spotify and search on Journey of the Soul or Soul Shepherding or Christ Stages, and you'll find the, our playlist for each of the stages. And so we've been listening to, we actually went two times through the Our Stage. Mm-hmm. We've got like uh, probably 40 songs in there celebrating responsibilities in ministry. And th- this is the stage with the, the medal because we're, we're trying to achieve great things for God. And that's, that's so wonderful and so needed in the body of Christ, you know, as we're discovering our gifts and, and the, we, we have gifts and, and they matter and we, we have a, a message or, or a way of helping people that, that reaches them and serves God. And it's, it's such a good thing. And so just listening to these songs that are calling us out on, on mission and out to, to reach the, the poor and the broken and to, to make disciples to Jesus and to help grow the church and to help bring God's kingdom wherever, wherever we are in, in our job and in our family and, and so forth. Well, and to discover our gifts and our identity in Christ. And that's such an exciting thing, you know, to to realize, wow, God has a purpose for me and he's giving me these great gifts and he's trusting me to serve him and to represent him and to do all of this. It's It's an empowering stage, really. Yeah, so speaking of identity in Christ, so here's one of our uh, Soul Talk cards. Each uh, Soul Talks episode, we're bringing out one of the Journey of the Soul Soul Talk cards. This is from a a playing deck, uh, like a deck of cards, and you pull out a card, and it's got one of the stages on it, and each each, uh, card is color-coded and has uh, the symbol of that stage on it. So this one says it's orange. It says responsibilities in ministry, and there's a medal on the front. You turn it on the back. And then uh, here's a Bible verse. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Ephesians 2.10. Christy, you are God's masterpiece. Isn't that wonderful? You, You who are listening, you're God's masterpiece. He's created us to do great things, good, good works of love in Jesus uh, you know, that could be any stage, but it really speaks about the R stage. That's what the R stage is all about. So on this Soul Talk card, then we have the, the question, uh, so what is something you feel God has created you to do? What would your answer be, Christy? Well, one of my answers would be that one of the things he's created me to do is to journey with people and to talk with them and listen to them and to teach them about their journey and to share what he's taught me in my journey in the different areas that he's given me the opportunity to share that. And you, I love the way your way of teaching is mostly listening and asking questions and giving empathy and affirmation. So it comes across very gentle rather than like, um, you know, put, pointing with your finger. Okay, now you need to do this. Now you should do that. Well, now, why don't you think it this way? You're, you're very much coming alongside uh, people and I sure benefit from that. Thank you. How would you answer that question, Bill? Well, I would say that I love to teach, mm-hmm. and so I love that we get to do that on Soul Talks. 
uh, although I sort of submit that gift to our conversational style here <laughs> in order to uh, invite you who are listening into a conversation that we're having. But yeah, my, my gift of sharing insights about things is uh, definitely something I discovered uh, in the R stage, really beginning in, in uh, college as a, uh, as a chaplain and then as a resident advisor and, and then in becoming a, a Christian psychologist and raising our kids, just a lot of our stage activity there and, and discovering how to be a teacher. When we served together as college pastors, you know, getting to, mm-hmm. getting to teach the students from God's word and help them apply it to their lives. And then when we had kids and we were starting a home builders ministry at our church, you and I were teaching there too. We got to teach on different subjects about parenting and raising thankful kids in a materialistic world and, and so able to kind of cater your teaching to the need at hand. And Yeah, we taught on spiritual parenting and how to disciple your kids. And then we took our kids through a rite of passage process and uh, which we had them uh, meet with mentors in order to learn and grow and a number of key values for Christian living. And, and uh, then also think of all the years that you taught about in the recovery ministries and training counselors, lay counselors at church, using your understanding and gifts as a psychologist. Yeah, and I was, I was just so much about... Uh, wanting to honor God and wanting to share God's wisdom and love. And, you know, I, I would say things like, well, we're going to, we're going to do this for the Lord. And that's the, the earnestness and the hard intention in the R stage is that you've discovered that God has, has made you to be a masterpiece. He's given you spiritual gifts like uh, Romans 12 talks about that, that we're part of the, the body of Christ. And just like a human body has different parts. So each of us in the body has a, has a different gift. Uh, Paul says we have different gifts according to the grace given us. These are gifts of grace or in the in journey of the soul. We call them joy gifts because it gives us joy to share the gifts that God has given us so that we can bless others. And Paul lists seven different service gifts, prophesying and serving and teaching. See, there it is. Teaching is one of them and encouraging others like you were sharing, Christy, and contributing to the needs of others, being, being generous with your finances, leadership, and then showing mercy. That also relates to what you were sharing, Christy. And so all these different gifts, and Paul teaches us to use them in proportion to our faith and our trust and our dependence on the Lord. And so, yeah, my primary gift in that list would be teaching. And one of the ways you like to teach is through your writing, too, this book. You know, one of the things I love about the responsibility in ministry stage is it kind of feels like God is my heavenly father handing me the car keys and saying, will you go run this errand for me? <laughs> or even even better yet, saying, hey, will you drive my kids here? And um, he's trusting me. He's He's empowering me and he's trusting me. And that's exhilarating to think, wow, God trusts me with something mm. important. Yeah, it gives you a real boost in your self-esteem, and you feel this sense of honor, this sense of privilege, and it energizes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first time we, you know, handed our, our keys in our car over to our son, David, and he drove our girls, you know, his younger sisters, to church every Sunday. Because yeah, he, we he were... was holding his head pretty high yeah. in the early yeah. times doing that. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. we were planting a church that wasn't going to meet the needs of our kids at that 
stage of life, and so we wanted them to stay in the church that we had been in and uh, that we were planting this church through. And so we were letting them go and off in the car every Sunday. And yeah. he felt proud. I mean, you could see the pride in him. Yeah, and so we there, there's sort of a, a holy pride here in this <laughs> stage in which we're we're serving God with our gifts and helping other people. And so a lot of this is about uh, identity, right? So uh, we say that the roadblock at the R stage, because every stage in uh, the Christ stages has a different uh, challenge or temptation, and, and really uh, there are a few different ones, but a, a main one that we talk about and all the stages are about our identity, but especially the R stage, we're really coming into our own sense of, of self. It's sort of the, the spiritual uh, teenager or young adult stage, and we're individuating and emerging into our full adult expression of ourself. And so that's so critical to our identity and our identity in Christ. Uh, but we are tending to sort of rely on ourselves in that. We're wanting to do things for God, and, which is wonderful, but struggling to sort of depend on God as we do it. And that's going to something we're going to learn a little later in the, the Christ stages uh, as we journey forward. Let's talk about, about the challenges of identity, because the grace here would be discovering our identity in Christ, uh, especially as we're sharing our gifts mm-hmm. and we're finding joy in, in doing that. Yeah, I'm thinking of, Bill, we went and spoke at a, a mega church, a very large 10,000-member church on the East Coast, and we were doing a, their elder retreat and their pastor's retreat and staff training and got to spend a couple of days there. We walked in on a Sunday morning, and boy, the body of Christ there was just beautiful, full of tons of people using their gifts in all kinds of arenas, in the parking lot directing traffic, you know, greeting at the front door, in the bookstore, in the coffee shop, and leading worship, and handing out communion in the service, and bulletins, and you know, I mean, just everywhere you looked, there was this team of people on the R stage serving God, and they were all wearing this t-shirt that had the name of the church on the back of it, and on the front, it said, here to serve. And they had, see, they had this identification. This was a part of their identity here yeah. that was being formed. They were part of the family of God. They were part of this church, and they were there with a purpose to serve and to bless. And that's that was beautiful. It was meeting an identity need there in a healthy and beautiful way. Mm-hmm. But they were relying on themselves in some sense. Because I remember in this one church, and you know, this is not a judgment or a criticism, but the man in the parking lot was functioning on his own strength so much that he wasn't quite doing it in a Jesus way. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit controlling, a little bit bossy, a little bit, you know, and um, we, you know, we noticed that and thought, oh, you know, bless his heart. <laughs> he's, you know, he's operating a bit in his own energy, even maybe some anger and, um, you know, we, we we prayed for him and, and all, but that's, that's a problem sometimes for us in our stage is sometimes we're just depending upon our own energy and sometimes we're not actually um, doing it in the Jesus way. <laughs> Yeah, and I got challenged with this in the R stage. I was in graduate school, actually, uh, to just finish graduate school. And so I had my PhD in psychology, and I'd been working as a therapist, uh, as a psychological assistant underneath the psychologist. And so now I had my my doctorate degree, and I was uh, getting my license, the rest of my hours for my license. And I was struggling to sort of build up my client load and actually 
had a, a big drop in my client load that happened mm -hmm. after I got my degree that was very discouraging because I thought I was moving forward towards, you know, being a full-time therapist. And then I had this setback and was having trouble getting more referrals. And I'm in this sort of fragile identity stage as an emerging uh, Christian psychologist. And yet I'm, my primary source of income was being a security guard. And so it felt very embarrassing and insulting. And I was really wrestling and struggling with that. And in that season where I was very much in the R stage and, and using my gifts in different ways and, and wanting to serve the Lord, we were young parents. And I just sensed the Lord really say to me, you know, is my love enough for you? Mm. And uh, is your identity as a disciple of Jesus enough for you to have a sense of significance and meaning and joy and you know where where is your identity is your identity in what you're achieving or is it in your relationship with me and just going deeper in that understanding of God's grace for me as I was serving God but not feeling as successful as I really wanted to feel and so that was some really powerful learnings around how to be healthier in the R stage yeah, and I'm thinking of the cycle of works versus the cycle of grace that we write about because that's where in the R stage, sometimes we can get really caught up in that cycle of works. And here the Jesus was inviting you into the acceptance at the beginning of the cycle of grace and, and reminding you of your being accepted and valuable and him having a purpose for you at this time when your, your purpose, your identity was taking a bad hit. A hard hit. You weren't feeling like a masterpiece when you were in that security office. No, I was feeling like a failure and I was judging myself and mm -hmm. really wrestling with that. Uh, yeah. But yet through this experience, I had already had some real powerful uh, experiences and uh, healing experiences and encouraging lessons around God's unconditional love for me. And deepening my identity in that, but it's a long process. Mm -hmm. And so this was one of those times where the Lord was really working with me. And so, yeah, in chapter two of Journey of the Soul, many of you have the book. And so if you look back there, you'll see those diagrams on the cycle of works and the cycle of grace. And when you pull those side by side, like they're laid out in the book and you just contrast them, you can see where, yeah, well, you're, when you're in that cycle of works, you're, you're trying to achieve and you're trying to, without realizing it, and we, we do this with a theology of grace, but yet in our habits, we're not yet formed in grace. And so we're emphasizing our own initiative, our own responsibility, our own achievements, and, and there's some ego in there. And so we're accomplishing something to feel good and sort of build, build up our self-esteem, uh, but we don't realize it actually ends up leaving us empty mm -hmm. because we're, we're operating with these conditions of worth. I'm worthwhile if I achieve this. You know, God will be pleased with me uh, if I do this. But in the cycle of grace, we're starting with God's unconditional love and acceptance, God's favor, and that gives us power, and that gives us esteem. And out of that now, we bear fruit. And so instead of ending up empty, we're, we're being energized. I'm thinking of someone I journeyed with, a client that I saw, and she was in responsibilities in ministry, and she had been so enthusiastic serving in her church, and she'd been so good at it and gotten so much from it and so much attention and so blessed so many people through it that her pastor just kept asking her to do more and more and more. And then she got to the point where it just became a duty and an obligation, and 
it was instead of feeling like a joy gift that she first was discovering, it was feeling like a drain. And that was a, that was a wake up call to her because she, she had an opportunity then to examine her attitude and why was she doing this and was she doing this for God or was she doing this to please people or was she doing it to earn that medal that's the symbol of our stage that we put for herself and for that accolade. And it was really a, a good and important time for her to examine that and begin to get aware of that. And it was an invitation for her to begin to consider and learn about the cycle of grace and move into to the I stage and do some inner journey work. Because after some years in the R stage, the enthusiasm wore off. Enthusiasm means in theos, in God. And we sort of start off there with a special grace upon us. And we're using our gifts to serve God. And we, we sense God's presence in that often. But then after a while, we can get tired. And so that sounds like what's, what happened with mm-hmm. her. And she, she hit the wall there. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we're going to be talking about next week yep. on Soul Talks. And the wall is an invitation. The walls can be really painful, disorienting, discombobulating. It's a deconstruction of our of identity that we're building in the R stage. <laughs> yep. And so that's a confusing thing in it's a way. It's a deconstruction of the false identity. Yeah, it's yeah. the false self because uh, our identity gets a little, um, there's a limitation to how far we can go in the R stage in our identity uh, in Christ. And so we need, to, we need to learn some things and the Spirit is drawing us into a deeper place. And that, that's the opportunity at the wall that we'll be talking about next week. But so the oftentimes after some years in the R stage, we, we have this tiredness or spiritual dryness or we burn out on, on working, on serving, on, on the responsibilities that we're carrying. And so we, we need this wake-up call. Thankfully, she you know got involved with soul sharpening. She came to our institute. It was so helpful to her. It's a spiritual direction training. She learned this model from us, and she's you know just gotten so healthy, and she's just thriving in Christ. And by the way, if you want to join us in the institute, we've got some we've got some opportunities coming up. We've got the spiritual direction training you can jump into right now. Just start just starting this month. We've got uh, Institute Week on relationally healthy leadership here in April, and then on spiritual and psychological development in May, and then a, a whole new cohort starting of the Institute with the first retreat of spiritual formation in July. So check us out on, on soulshepherding.org on the Institute link and spiritual direction training. We'd love to have you join us. Yeah, we'll mentor you in the journey of your soul. You know, in a lot of ways, Christy, um, God has graced our ministry as an I-stage ministry. So many of the people you who are listening uh, to us now and connecting with Soul Shepherding, a lot of you uh, have been in the R stage, might be there now, and being drawn into the inner journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe you're at the wall. Uh, we would hope that uh, to help you have sort of a soft landing there <laughs> in, in, in what we're teaching in the, the Journey of the Soul uh, Christ stages. So that's uh, trying to give you a, a vision for I-stage spirituality before you're uh, totally burned out or dried up. But sometimes, you know, that's, that's what, we, what, what we go through. But it is, it is a, uh, when we get to the I-stage in a couple of weeks, that's, uh, there are some challenges there, of course, but it can be a great time of renewal. So, uh, yeah, let, before we close, we need to wrap up here, but let's, uh, let's touch on some R-stage spiritual disciplines, because that's, a, a, as you've been gathering, as we've been talking about the Christ stages, one of the real takeaways from 
our model is that when you know what your home stage is, then we can predict for you the uh, kinds of spiritual disciplines and soul care practices that are likely to be most helpful. And so at the R stage, we're, we're doing things like uh, service projects. Uh, if, you, if you're new in this stage, you know, what's going to bring you consolation probably is uh, rolling up your sleeves and serving God. Or, as we've said, discovering your spiritual gifts or the uniqueness of your personality and expressing that in your church or your small group or your community or your family. And uh, reading books and classes on serving and leading and, uh, as we've been talking about, discovering our identity in Christ. You know, that's something that we can study. We can study those scriptures, and we've got some of them in the book that help us to really uh, be affirmed in the uniqueness of how God has made us of course, sharing the gospel uh, to lead people to trust in Jesus and the forgiveness of their sins and uh, praying for others and giving and tithing and going on uh, mission trips and uh, maybe serving uh, with a ministry leader that we're uh, apprenticing under and, and learning from. Uh, and then needing to learn to set boundaries if we're overworking, especially as we've been in the R stage for a while. We really need to learn those boundaries and uh, of course, caring for our body as Christ's temple uh, is always important, but so important in the R stage when we're working and serving and we're active. And so, you know, these might be disciplines that would be good at other stages, and some of these things transcend disciplines, like, you know, sharing the gospel of Jesus. We want to do that in any stage, of course, and praying for others, the same thing. But yet these, are, these sorts of activities are really central in the R stage, and uh, in the beginnings of the R stage, uh, in the middle of time, they, they bring us consolation. They bring us a sense of God's presence and God's favor, and we enjoy doing these things. But then after a while, as we've been saying, sometimes we, uh, we start to wear out, and we need to realize that actually now the Lord is calling us into a new season, a new stage of the I stage. So we hope that you will order this book and enjoy this book as you read it and find it valuable. And then we ask, will you help us out by going on Amazon and writing a review for us? That would make a big difference. The more reviews we have, the more people will be able to find Journey of the Soul when they're searching for it online. And the quicker it will come up and the, the more reviews, the more people that are on the fence about the book will buy it and benefit from it. And Bill and I are not asking this selfishly. The profits from the book go to Soul Jeopardy, and this isn't about money. Um, this is about the kingdom of God and really wanting to see people get this tool and be blessed. It's been such a blessing to us, and we're just grateful to be able to be messengers of what God's taught us, and we're passionate about it. So we appreciate you teaming with us. We can't do it alone. Jesus, what an honor to be able to belong to you, to discover our identity in you and your family, and that you trust us to serve you, that you've gifted us each with unique gifts. There were each a unique vessel to be used in your service to bring you glory. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to help us each to see ourselves as you see us and to move in confidence in the gifts that you've given us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you long for more intimacy with Jesus? We have got a great opportunity for you. We have an upcoming Soul Shepherding webinar on empathy and the cross. 
This will be March 24th to prepare your heart for Good Friday and Easter. And this is going to be really great. We're going through the Unforsaken booklet. We have our senior spiritual director, Dave Romaldi, will be leading this. And this is going to be a great time of learning and community and very practical and encouraging for you. And you will learn more about that in the episode notes for this podcast or on our website. If you go to events, which is under the tab for individuals, you'll find empathy and the cross. So don't miss that. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.